0: abide with me abide with me don't let me fall and don't
1: The Influencers Network Podcast. I am Brian Craig, your host. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries out of Bentonville, Arkansas. I'm uh, on the road again, uh, which is always fun, and going to new cities and uh, in some of our existing regions. But today I'm in uh, Frisco, Texas, uh, where the God has sparked uh, the beginning of a couple journey groups. And uh, I've got uh, my guest today is Michael Doust Welcome, Michael.
0: Thank you. Good.
1: And uh, Michael will tell you a little bit about his story, but but I I thought it would be really good for all of you out there just to kind of hear, we talk all the time about the organic growth of influencers and how God is inviting us into new places. And that's really our strategy for growth is praying and going where God is inviting us. And this is a great example of that. Um, and so I wanted uh, you guys to hear about it and kind of hear the excitement of what's happening in, in Frisco, Texas, which is, by the way, Frisco is a suburb of Dallas, Texas. So it's just a little bit north of Dallas. Um, and we don't have really any journey activity in this area. So so this is a, really an interesting thing and, and a big opportunity. So, so, Michael, why don't you just tell them a little bit about uh, – how you found out, out about influencers and 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 the story of coming here and all that, and and we'll kind of fill in the fill in the gaps.
0: Well, I uh, lived in Southern California for about thirty one years. I was a firefighter out there, and um, I got acquainted with Pete McKenzie. Pete is uh, Rocky's best friend, uh-huh. and so um, uh, Pete and I we friends and acquaintances for some 20 years. I went to his church for a small period of time. Uh, he had an organization out there, Roaring Twenties, and uh, different things like that. And so Pete and I were never really spent a lot of time together, but we had a mutual respect and worked with different ministries and all that kind of stuff. And so fast forward to a couple years Uh, Back about 10 years ago or a few years back. And then uh, my wife and I were involved with the church and we had a church split. And so at that church split afterwards, the elders came and said, hey, um, we need somebody to help us out of that. And the first person I thought of was Pete McKenzie. And so I told him about Pete. And that never transpired to where the church invited him in to help with some of the problems. But it got me reunited with Pete. And Pete had started influencers and was had a group of men that were meeting in Irvine. And I was aware of that and those types of things. And then Pete and I just started meeting one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And so through that time, Pete kind of entered got me interested in the curriculum and I read some of the books and that kind of stuff and I read the journey to the inner chamber and I was like man I really want to go to the inner chamber why enter? how do we get to the inner chamber let's go to the inner chamber and it came to the part to go into the inner chamber and I balked and uh that was eye opening for me I was like what am I doing I mean I'm a Christian I've been serving God in church for 31 years and that kind of stuff. And what was I holding on to? So it started a process in me for God put me in a very unique place where, um, I had broken my back in the fire department. Uh, I was getting medically retired and new complete and total life change. And what am I going to do? And so, um, now I've got this problem. And so for about eight weeks, I just really, really struggled with why I balked and what was I holding on to. And so the process of that, reading through the books and um, uh, a lot of prayer and a lot of struggle, I just said, you know, what, I'm holding on just to things that just aren't worth it. And that aspect of total abandonment and absolute trust came to the forefront. and I said, OK, Lord, it's time. Um, I'm in my late 40s. Uh, well, actually, I was 50 years old uh, or my, my late 40s And when I was going through this process. And then I just said, you know, I don't need to wait till I'm 50 to be able to make this happen. And I want to get the victorious Christian life that I always knew was there. But I was caught in a cycle. I would serve God greatly and he blessed the ministries that I work with and all the different things that I did. But a lot of times I served out of my own strength. When I first started, I served out of, I don't know what I'm doing, Lord, help me out. But then after I'm doing it a while, I kind of get some confidence and say, you know what, I'm doing just fine. And the reality is I wasn't doing just fine. And then you give and you work harder and then you get more burned out. And came to the point of learning that it's a lot of times the good things in my life with ministry is the biggest hindrance for me to be intimate with Christ. So I made the commitment, and that was the first time in my life where habitual sin fell away. And um, things that were uh, a hindrance and a longing that didn't include the pursuit of Jesus Christ and that intimate relationship with Him, melted away. And so not saying it's perfect since then, but it's definitely, uh, there was a definite uh, change through that process. And so Pete kind of mentored me through a lot of different things. And I remember back then when I was thinking through it, I said, man, wouldn't it be great to do this in the church that I just gone through the split. And God took us to a wonderful church then and uh, gave us a place to rest for a couple of years while I'm going through all of this process. And all, all the time in the back of my head, I said, man, I would love to do this here, but felt called to um, the next phase of my life is going to go to seminary. I don't necessarily feel called to be a pastor, but Man, when I gave over to Total Abandonment and Absolute Trust, the Bible came alive again. It wasn't about I could have a good, solid Bible study and uh, teach a great lesson in Sunday school. It was about I'm hungry to learn more about what God wants to teach me. And so thinking about needing a higher level degree to get a job, I was going over with my wife and she says, well, if you could do any." type of uh, degree that you wanted, what would it be? And I said, well, I'd love to go to seminary. And she said, well, let's go to seminary. And I said, wow, that's a big change from everything we were talking about. I was a firefighter, disaster management, federal job. I could tack that onto my Marine Corps time and retire and have two retirements. And just the draw to learn more about and grow intimate and see more about uh, God. So... That became the process. And through that, we moved our family down to Frisco, Texas. Um, Frisco has some great schools that allow us to plug our kids in. And I go down uh, to Dallas Theological Seminary, where I'm going to school there. And um, uh, I'm a sponge, it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, so let me stop you right there for a second, because uh, this
1: is kind of, to me, an interesting part of the story. So, meanwhile, uh, I had led a guy uh, through the journey in in Northwest Arkansas who worked for Walmart and he had moved there from Dallas. He was from Dallas and he had this real desire to get the journey started back in his church, back in Frisco. And so he was trying to hook us up uh, with his people and Rocky and I happened to be uh, coming to McKinney, Texas for some uh, meetings and uh, that never really turned into a journey stuff and uh, one of them was to try to meet with his discipleship pastor at his old church. And so uh, Rocky ended up meeting with the man and and nothing really ever came of it. And, uh, and so we just kind of put it off on the shelf like, well, okay, must not be God's timing. So then... Uh, Little did we know this was the same church that Michael ends up at, which is Providence Church here in Frisco. So it's just kind of interesting how God had his his sights on this church. And if he couldn't get it one way, he's going to get it another way. So that's where you come in the (laughs) story. It
0: (laughs) It is is Providence. Yeah, no no pun intended, right? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, anyways, when my wife and I decided on Dallas, what we did is we started listening to local churches in the area because we didn't know where we would go to church and we wanted to be plugged in. And so we found um, F. Sheen's our pastor here at Providence Church and uh, expository preaching is fantastic. And so I flew in, my wife drove in and we met up at like two 30 and at four o'clock we went to launch for small groups so we could get connected into the church. And we had been listening to him for a while and knew that, that we would get Uh, fed here so um, that was the process well then we met with the pastor and we got to know one another and you know you know what do you really want to do well in the back of my head I want to do men's ministry Um, but we're so new to the church and I I know if you come in guns a blazing people are going to go who are you you know type thing and I said well it we have to get to know people and, uh, see where it is. So God opened the door for us to work on a missions team. And then he, uh, we got, uh, we were in a community group and then we started our own. And, um, uh, we ended up with this fabulous community group with these just really solid, godly men and women, good marriages. We didn't have a, uh, challenging person. I said, wow, what a treat. Thank you, Lord. I mean, cause we've, my wife and I have led small groups for years and I've been led small groups for some 30 years. And, you know, sometimes you got that one person or there's a challenge in the group or somebody's extra needy or something. And we end up with this fun lively group of just digging into scripture and enjoying it. And, you know, what are you doing, God? That's pretty neat. So fast forward, um, we're involved with the church. We're doing our thing and I have a project where I have to write a ministry plan for a class at DTS. And what happened was, is I hate making things up. You know, if I'm going to do some work and put a lot of hours into something, make it count. So I contacted our new pastor of discipleship and I said, Hey, um, I have to do this ministry plan. Do you have a ministry at church that doesn't have a plan that I could help with? And he goes, Hey, you're drafted in the men's ministry. I go, wow, that's kind of odd. And so I show up and, One of his friends from seminary is going to be in charge of the men's ministry. He says, he's number one and you're number two. And I said, okay. And I, very young man, I'm 52 years old and he was a 20 something young man. I said, well, this will kind of be interesting. And we started talking and wrestling about what it would look like. And they're talking beta projects and stuff. And I said, well, you know what our goal is in men's ministry is, don't you? And they go, what's our goal? And I go, It's creating an environment where men can be vulnerable with one another. And that's a hard thing to do sometimes because we don't like that. And so they go, yeah, yeah, we need to do that. How do we do that? Beta projects, all this kind of stuff and kind of bouncing on the ideas. So we came up that we needed to do something with curriculum. And so I said, well, I'll put together a bunch of curriculum. And I did And while I was at it, I go, uh, would you be interested in kind of like parachurch? And he goes, what's that mean? Well, I said, well, there's this group named Influencers that is just doing phenomenal things and helping men change their life to be in an abiding relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, they said, yeah, go ahead and throw that in. And so I threw it in with all the other curriculum. And I'll tell you, all I did was pray. And I said, Father, help them to read it, help them to see it, help them to catch the vision with it. And lo and behold, I had to start the project for school. So I said, I'm going to write it on influencers anyway. Maybe it'll help them. And the pastor comes back and said, hey, I really like this influencer stuff. And so that led for me to give an invitation to you when you're coming down in the area. And we had a conversation.
1: Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so it was interesting because influencers wasn't planning any of this. You know, we, we weren't like knocking on the door and be, you know, showing our dog and pony show, you know, it was a guy, Michael Dowst, who God touched through influencers through Pete McKenzie, who had a seed planted in you that, that one planted it within the church, you know, and they happened to be looking for something right for, for discipleship. So I don't know, we, we just see God's fingerprints on this. And so, uh, uh, the discipleship pastor loved what he saw and bought into it and the senior pastor thought it looked pretty good so so tell them where
0: we are today so we uh, decided that we wanted to uh, go through the process and develop a team so we did an initial team of uh, three guys and um, what we did is we were going to launch a six weeks study a journey through the inner chamber and we'll just see how that went we ended up with uh, 14 guys and uh, phenomenal results, uh, a lot of excitement. Um, one of the key things was there was a gentleman who about week two shared with me that he was uh, not sure if he was a Christian and he always doubted his salvation. And I just smiled and I said, you're really going to enjoy next week. And uh, knowing that next week was the third lessons where they uh walk across the bridge and can see where you are in that process of discipleship. Am I saved or am I not? And so I actually waited two weeks and I gave him a call up and he says, you know what, man, I am saved. I have no doubt that I'm a Christian. I've walked across that bridge, but I'm an immature infant and I have not the spiritual leader in my home and that needs to change. And I said, Awesome, brother. That's exactly where we're we're heading together and let's do it together. And so it was just so encouraging. And so there were just a lot of stories that came out of that, that uh, through that process, we two of the men that were in my community group, uh, I got to walk with for a year and both of them are solid godly men. And so I approached them and they went through that first six week study. So as we're going through the six-week study, I said, hey, if we're going to do another six-week study, I need to raise up a couple more leaders. So I approached both of them. Both of them were on board with it. They love the idea. Um, They both have experience in small groups and doing different things in the past. And so they actually led our current six-week study that's going on right now. And so that gives us the bandwidth to take up to 20 guys through the nine month journey that starts. uh, We're going to start this September. We've already booked our uh, retreat centers and we're, just expecting great things mm.
1: and for, for, you guys don't know michael but he's an ex-marine and he's just really uh very uh, organized in his thinking and and just methodical and and it's really been cool to watch him just kind of embrace this and plan it out and and they just have a great strategy so so yeah so they went from uh, nothing to now two groups are going to be, be starting probably this this fall and uh, Kyle Neely, one of our board members, and I got to spend some time with uh, the leaders doing some guide training uh, last night and, and this morning. And it's, it's really been encouraging. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so we're, we're excited to see, see what's going to happen. So what uh, do, do, you, do you see, I guess, do the pastors see uh, a need for this? Are they? I mean, I guess there was a need for men's ministry. But are they seeing a need to take people deeper? That there needs to be something extra than that—just the preaching on Sunday mornings or just the community groups—are they
0: seeing a need for that? Or well, we had a pastor of discipleship, but I'll be honest that our church was very, very similar to most churches: is that they talk discipleship, but there's very little of it going on. Okay, and so um, we got this new uh, pastor of discipleship that came in, uh, Grant, Pastor Grant. And he, he knew that he wanted to see something that moved beyond a men's book study or something else like that. And so it was providential that I come along at that time and hand over the curriculum for influencers. And now, oh, wow, here, here's something that we can actually utilize. So part of the process was getting him on board. And once he saw the value in it, now it's... A, you know, let it grow the way it's designed to grow. Take men through it, lots of grace, lots of prayer, and let the Holy Spirit touch their hearts and see what's going to happen. Well, now the potential is seen. We've seen significant change. He's heard back from the men that went through the six week study. The excitement is building for the nine month study, and it, it's organic. So, we had um, the first time we did it. We had we filled the slots. Um, we weren't sure if we were going to. The second time we actually had to turn guys away because we didn't have the bandwidth to take any more than what it is. And since then we've almost filled half a roster, and the next study is not going to be until October. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just had an opportunity to go to our small group training, and I explained to them what we're trying to do with men's ministry about the aspect that. We're teaching men to abide in Christ. And, you know, we want to get them out of the cycle of isolation and falling into sin and then coming back and serving and then isolation and and that terrible cycle and get them into a place where they serve through the health that they have and um, the wealth that they can gain from that intimate time with Christ. So I had a guy jump up he said man i need this i want it right now and it's like hey brother give me your email address we'll let you know when the next group's in i'll put you at the top of the list well right. i actually got to put them about fifth or sixth because we've already got other guys that are uh didn't get into this current study that want to get in and um but you know we want to just take it slow and and um let God move hearts and see where he wants to take it. But uh,
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, we talked about this last night in our training, but uh, the same thing I see everywhere when you, when you say the journey is about an intimate abiding relationship with Christ, it always causes men to kind of really pause and, and, and do some introspection like, wow, what is that? You know, I mean, it sounds pretty heavy, you know Um, but there's men are longing for that. I think everywhere in, this seems no so different than anywhere else I've been. Guys are hungry. Yeah. Um,
0: so uh, tell us a little bit about the paper you wrote for Dallas Theological Seminary. So um, basically it's a ministry plan. And so it has to be contained to 16 total pages and it has to outline every aspect of the ministry. So dates, times, what you're trying to accomplish and um, how this would be implemented in the the reason why it's 16 pages might sound like a lot, but I've seen 400 page ministry plans. And so 16 pages is broken into four separate sections and uh, each section has a specific purpose. But what it does is it gives you a simple way to see how you would start and implement a journey um, or uh, any ministry. And so they're actually, it's coming out in a a textbook that they're developing as part of their educational leadership program. And um, it made it very easy to hand over to the pastors and say, what are we going to do? Here it is. Oh, wow. And they can see everything. So it incorporated our first study and the first nine months, uh, the first two six-week studies and the nine-month study. And it gives you possibilities to do revisions and different things like that. But it makes a simple, easy document that any church can utilize in order to um, implement a ministry.
1: But, but does it? Does your paper point people to influencers and to the journey? Yes. So oh,
0: okay. it's specifically written for influencers and the journey. Wow!
1: Wow! So that's that's pretty cool. It'll be interesting to see if. God ends up guiding people to us through that, you know, through yep. BTS, you know, you, don't, you never know. So that, that will make Rocky, Rocky proud. Uh, so, uh, um, so Michael, what is, what's your vision for this
0: uh, in the next five to 10 years? Do you have a vision yet for this? I don't want to limit God. <laughs> so um, my initial thought is I'd like to see 30 to 50 guys through the nine month study. Um, that will be a powerful force. And so where God wants to take that, I'm not sure. Mm. But I know that um, we need to see the men in our church having influence in every place in Frisco that they can. And Frisco uh, is a highly affluent area. And so what happens, we have the potential to have a much larger impact. And same thing with the size of our church we're talking with gentlemen from other churches and um, they're also interested in possibly starting an influencers group there. And the vision is, is that man, God, take it as far as you want to. Let's, let's save Frisco, let's save Dallas, let's save Texas, let's go from, you know, wherever <laughs> he wants to go with it. I'm afraid that if I put a parameter on that, I'm going to limit him. Yeah. yeah. And, and so the reality of it is, is that um, it's done one man at a time. Mm-hmm. and each man is going to have his his place in the world to make that mark. And if we uh, journey well with them, they're going to go out and want to carry on that process and uh, see other men's lives change. So uh, where they end up, that's going to be up to him. In the meantime, I'm going to be trying to make influencers as much mm-hmm. as I can.
1: Well, and I agree with you. Um, It's very organic. And if you get 30 or 50 men abiding in Christ, truly abiding in Christ, it will express itself. The gifts of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will start manifesting itself in those 50 guys. Mm -hmm. And it will find an outlet, you know, not only in this church, but in neighborhoods and in workplaces and all that. So, uh, yeah, and that's what we've seen in other cities. You know, it becomes a small army of men you know, these are the guys that finally say, man, we want to be part of, we want to be a region, you know, we want to identify ourselves as a region because we want to take this city for Christ, you know, so, uh, I'd love, you know, who knows what God wants, but that would be awesome. So, uh, and, you know, and again, it's in unlikely places, you know, it's not necessarily Dallas. It's this suburb of Dallas that God may choose to start, you know, and that's what it looks like is happening. So, so cool. Well uh thank you Michael for uh, your efforts and your obedience and uh and I love it uh that all you guys really no one's really officially been through the journey you know so you're you guys are all just participants and guides at the same time just like Rocky was the first time he did it really he was just a guy wanted to go you know, grow in his own intimate abiding relationship with Christ first and said, would you guys go with me? And that's what you're doing. That's what your co guides are out there doing. And so, so that's really, really cool. So, all right. Well, uh, anyway, yeah, I just, I wanted all of you out there to, to hear about that because, uh, I, this is how this ministry has grown in, in the history of this this ministry, and I think it's going to continue to. God has these plans, and He has places that He's going to going to start journey groups, and we just got to keep praying and follow the Spirit, you know, and uh, not try to hold it too tightly, and just just see where He's inviting us. So. Uh, he is clearly inviting us to Frisco, Texas. So uh, I want all of you out there to be praying, uh, praying for these men. These men that are going through. Michael actually sent me a list of the names, and we put them on our prayer wall back at the office. And uh, but would you all join me in in praying for these men who go through these first two groups to just be radically transformed, and and may it really just start a fire that's going to going to get keep uh, you know expanding and reproducing. So yes, Lord. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, again, this is, uh, I, this is Brian Craig and, uh, this is the influencers network podcast. Uh, I want to just keep pointing you back to our website, influencers.org, where there's lots of resources available, videos, uh, podcasts, blogs, uh, documents you can download. So, uh, please use our, use our website as a resource for all of you out there who are, are leading men and women. And, and we just continue to be amazed at all the things he's doing and how he's expanding this ministry. But, uh, Again, uh, I'm going to keep encouraging you all out there to keep abiding in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.